Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today thrilled for this night uh tonight's game between the Packers and the 49ers can't wait to play Brandon Ayuk I'm sure it's going to be a great night for Tevin Coleman I think Jimmy G's going to go off it's it's good all around Ben Heisler uh, I, I hope you don't play any of those guys that you just mentioned with the exception of maybe Brandon Ayuk there's just the whole litany of injuries of COVID situations I mean Tyler Irvin might be in play yeah. for the Green Bay Packers tonight. I don't know. Frankly, I just don't know how you get amped up for something like that. Can we start any running backs tonight in fantasy football? Uh, can you? Yeah. I mean, Should we? Can, Let me clarify. Do yeah, anything. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think, I think the, the 49ers are in play uh, just because of how awful. I think about what we saw last week, guys, from, from the Green Bay Packers rush defense. They looked soft as hell. Uh, against Minnesota. That was in their, their home turf. Uh, that was in Lambeau Field, and they let Dalvin Cook run all over them. So as far as the running backs go with the 49ers, I suppose Jarek McKinnon could theoretically be in play. Michael Hasty uh, in sort of that same realm. Um, it's the ideal matchup, but the problem is that you just don't know who's going to get the bulk of the work, and they've essentially split the carries last week. McKinnon ended up getting about six more snaps. So I, I don't have a great feeling as to who those guys would be. I would imagine if you're playing tournaments and, and DraftKings or FanDuel, then one of those certainly has, is in play to go off. But that's how their offense is going to have to operate. It's going to have to go through one of those guys to have success against the Packers. All right, hi. So since we're talking about running backs, i got to discuss the uh, the team that our boy Jamie Rivers continues to call smoke and mirrors, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Should we be buying into the Titans and buying into Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill for this week against the Bears? So the Bears defense, give them a lot of credit because without them, you're looking at a Chicago team that may only have one or two wins on the season. Now, the the one win that you have to give them credit for, um, I I guess suppose, yeah, it's only one because I'm not giving them credit for the win against Detroit (laughs) because DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown at the end of the game that should have won it for the Lions, uh, was the Nick Foles comeback against the Falcons. But every other game, that defense is essentially wanted for him. In fact, the defense was a large part of the reason why they were in that game against the Saints to begin with. The matchup is, I suppose, challenging for Ryan Tannehill. Kyle Fuller is likely going to lock down against A.J. Brown. You have Jalen Johnson on the other side going up against Corey Davis. Uh, but Tannehill has been a fairly consistent quarterback, so he's sort of that eh, quarterback two conversation that you can play him if your other quarterback is on a bye this week. Normally, he's a very viable starter, but um, Derek Henry, I think, is in a really good spot, guys. Like They're giving him plenty of opportunity, plenty of work, um, they're going to run him at nauseum against Chicago's defense that as good as they have been uh, against the past, the well as good as good as those corners 
uh, and the safeties have looked and the linebackers in the middle of the field. Um, they're just dealing with just not 100% health up front. Um, and the Bears' run defense really has not been particularly impressive all throughout the season. So I envision a big game out of Derek. And conversely, on the other side for Chicago, you know, they're dealing with what the Bengals dealt with last week, which was essentially almost a whole new group on the offensive line. And their offensive line already sucked. So you combine those two forces together. I know that Tennessee hasn't gotten a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but uh, it's not looking good for Chicago, considering that they can't score points with the offensive line that they had. And now with a makeshift line, I just find it difficult that they're going to be able to score more points this weekend. Ben Heisler, sports betting and fantasy football analyst for Sports Illustrated, joining us here on 101 ESPN. All right, Heis, one of the guys that I've paid a lot of attention to, or at least that we've talked a lot about this week, is Alvin Kamara. They have a huge game on Sunday night against the Buccaneers, the Saints versus the Bucs in Vegas right now. I'm seeing a four and a half point line in favor of Tampa Bay. I wanted to hone in a little bit on Kamara with you because as of today, he accounts for 36% of the Saints yards from scrimmage, which is by far the highest in the league. He's second in the NFL in receptions. He's on pace for almost 1,000 rushing yards and more than 1,250 receiving yards. I know MVP is a quarterback award, so setting that aside, of the non-quarterbacks, do you think Alvin Kamara right now is the most valuable player in the league? I think without question, yeah. And the only reason that if you're looking at a pure stats perspective, why from a fantasy level, maybe Dalvin Cook is close is because of the four touchdowns and the massive performance last week. Alvin Kamara has been as consistent, as reliable as you could even envision. Um, you know, like you said, 26.3% target share. Uh, he's somebody that is just involved in keeping this offense afloat. When, you know, the, remember the conversation guys we were having at the beginning of the season about Drew Brees and his inability to pass the ball downfield and not having the weapons that he needs. The Saints have rebounded, and largely it's because of Kamara's involvement in the running game. He's breaking tackles at a record pace, and he's also catching, as you said, a ton of receptions. Right now, has been targeted 66 times for 556 yards. He's averaging more than 10 yards per reception. Uh, that's the most among any running backs in the NFL behind Daryl Henderson of the Rams. He's a flat-out stud, and he's putting, Christian, putting up Christian McCaffrey type of numbers, and McCaffrey other than the fact that they were on a terrible team, uh, if they were on a, a legitimate playoff team, he might have gotten a tad bit consideration. He wouldn't, won an, uh, wouldn't have won MVP, but certainly was in the mix to be able to do it. So I'm right there with you, BK. He's been an absolute stud this year, both from a fantasy level and also keeping the Saints afloat. Ben, it's uh, it, the tight end position has been an interesting one this season because other than Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews, it, it really seems like it's kind of up and down throughout the season. Who are some tight ends that people need to be buying into for this uh, week nine? Because I think there's a couple of intriguing ones in some of these matchups. Yeah, and, and let's not forget about Darren Waller, too, who is also in a really good spot this week going up uh, against Chargers. Uh, he gets targeted amongst you know, as many tight ends in the league saw six last week, didn't do a whole heck of a lot with that. But before that he had back-to-back touchdowns leading up to that game. Um, don't forget about Noah fans. I know that he missed a, a week or so and drew Locke missed some time and that brought his numbers down, but uh, he led the Broncos in targets last week in their comeback against the chargers at home. Uh, conversely, I, I don't think people should forget about somebody like TJ Hawkinson, who's been a bit up and down throughout the course of the year. Uh, but a few other names to keep an eye on. Uh, Robert Tanyan going up tonight against the 49ers. Tanyan is still a top six tight end this year. Um, and a lot of people tend to sort of forget about him because of Devontae Adams coming back to the mix. But he's been terrific, and especially in the red zone where Aaron Rodgers is not afraid to target him. In fact, in PPR leagues, Robert Tanyan right now 
the number five scoring tight end and was also available in about 54% of ESPN leagues at the beginning of the week. So don't forget about Robert Tanyan. In fact, he might be a good buy low candidate at this point as well. Heiss, if we're looking to this weekend and we're starting to kind of look at the games that are really intriguing, I think on the noon slate, one that is sneaky interesting is the Ravens going into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. I'm a little surprised by the line. Baltimore's only a two-point favorite in this one. Which side do you like in this game? And do you think Vegas is right that this is going to be a really close game between the Ravens and the Colts? I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a close game. Um, I, I think it'll be compelling, and I actually am leaning on the over in that game. From a fantasy perspective, I'm going to be all over Lamar Jackson this week. I think this is a really solid spot. They're on turf, so it'll be just a tad bit faster. Same thing with Hollywood Brown. Uh, And the sharp plays, uh, I know that it didn't work out last week, but uh, the sharp guys in Vegas were all over the Lions at home against the Colts last week. And, of course, the Colts ended up blowing out the door on them. But it wasn't with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was very pedestrian in that game. He stinks, Ice. He's not been good but i will say that if you're looking for a very much if you're looking for a buy low candidate at the end of the season i think taylor still is in play and i don't think at this point you'd have to give up a whole heck of a lot for him considering the volume has been fairly consistent throughout the course of the year and remember listen naeem hines did this in week one and then he just vanished off the face of the earth we've seen some big games from jordan wilkins before and then he's vanished off the face of the earth so i think if you can buy low on jonathan taylor right now now's the ideal time to do it but I think this is a good opportunity for Baltimore to bounce back. Uh, Lamar's just turned the ball over a little bit too much, and the Colts' defense has been fairly consistent. But uh, they'll get some opportunities to take some deep shots against the Colts. Um, I know that their run defenses look good, but again, that's really slowing down the running game as opposed to running quarterbacks. So uh, I look for the Ravens to bounce back, and I think it's also an indication of um, you know a lot of people on the public that were on the Colts last week that they went against the, they went against the sharp plays, I should say. Uh, by taking the Colts that were only at plus, uh, minus three against Detroit on the road, that bounced well for them. And so I think the line is more is more reflective of the fact that the public was all over the Colts and they're likely getting back on them at home. Ben, final one from me. This is your opportunity to take the shot at the key, the uh, the Chiefs and BK on this one. Our pick'em challenge is is ninety nine percent of people are taking the Chiefs over the Panthers. Is there any chance Carolina can pull a victory out of this one? Can they pull off a victory? Probably not. Can they cover the 10 and a half? I, I absolutely think they can. The Panthers offense is legit, guys. And I know that they've sort of hit the wall the last couple of weeks, but Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore both are electric wide receivers. They're getting Christian McCaffrey back into this offense. And, and frankly, because Carolina is in the midst of a rebuilding year, they're not putting Christian McCaffrey back on the field if he's not close to 100%. So that matters. That matters to be able to have his skill set in this offense. I know they missed, they didn't miss a beat for a couple weeks with Mike Davis, um, but it's still Christian McCaffrey compared to Mike Davis, and at some point the sample is going to run out, which we saw over the last handful of weeks. I, I expect a shootout in this game. I think both of these teams are going to go back and forth on each other. I expect Clyde Edwards-Alaire to get back involved after only having 14 carries in the last two weeks. It's against the uh, uh, Panthers' run defense that ranks dead last uh, in the NFL at stopping the run, and Andy Reid's going to go ahead and take full advantage. So full opportunity for both of these offenses to score at will, and I do expect it to be not necessarily a close game, but I do think Carolina can hang around long enough to cover the 10.5. He's been Heisler. Check out his work on Sports Illustrated, where he is a sports betting and fantasy football analyst. You can also give him a follow on Twitter, at Benny Heis. Heis, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again next week. 
Looking forward to it as well, gentlemen. Have a good weekend. You got it. That has been Heisler joining us here on 101 ES.